You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, I'm Jake Blauk, and you're about to listen to Mythic Thunderloot. We create our podcast all over and stand on the land of many indigenous tribes, including the Southern Paiute, the Lenape Tribe, the Menominee Tribe, and the tribes of the Council of the Three Fires, the Ojibwe, Odawa, and Potawatomi Nations. We want to acknowledge those relationships and their history. Mythic Thunderloot is brought to you with support from 11th Hour Theatre Company, Philadelphia's only all-musical theatre company. Visit 11thHourTheatreCompany.org for more information. If you'd like to support Mythic Thunderloot, join our Patreon by going to patreon.com backslash mythicthunderloot. With that, here's episode 9. Thunderloot, a D&D podcast musical, the mid-season finale! Oh, wow. Wow. Here we go, here we go! I'm Michael Darty. I'm Jake Black. I'm Lillian Castillo. I'm Steve Goodalunas. And I'm Leah Cotto. How does that feel, y'all? That feels fucking crazy. Do you know what is actually key to us succeeding in this? What's, What's that? that? Herman, because we taped so far apart that Herman keeps track of everything. I love Herman. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We'd be screwed. Thank goodness for Herman. That's Steve saying that, not Roscoe. <laughs> That's Steve. Yeah. So to bring our listeners up to speed, uh, Lillian is just about to have a baby. Yay, Lillian. Yes, I am. Fucking incredible. How does that feel? Um, It feels daunting and exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds totally fair. Yes. Steve is set to be a new daddy in January. Yes. Oh yes. No, I, I, I can concur. Equal parts terrifying and exciting at the same time. Well, I can't wait for the world to meet who I assume will be aptly named Tudoroso Gudalunas. Absolutely. <laughs> you better believe it. It's already on the birth certificate. Y'all, I gotta tell you, my husband, so his last name is Strong. The baby's last name will be Strong. And he has been trying his hardest to convince me that the child's middle name should be The. <laughs> so, I support it. Whatever the first name is. I am William the Strong. <laughs> Just, Son of Lillian. I just couldn't do it. Well, and also for our listeners, it takes roughly nine years to make a single episode of this. So uh-huh. we're going to take a little break and focus on post-production for the first half of season one. And we're going to take some fucking me time. But stay tuned. We'll let you know as soon as we plan to start releasing the second half of our first season. Woo. Y'all want to know our special guest for today? Yeah. Today on the pod, we have special guest Richard R. Henry. Richard was in the first national tour companies of Urinetown, 2008. 
2008's Man of La Mancha and 2005's Sweet Charity. He was recently seen off-Broadway opposite Joe Pantoliano in New World Stages Drift and can be heard on the cast recording for the stage adaptation of Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. On television, he has appeared on Search Party, Younger, and Girls 5 Eva, and we couldn't be more stoked to have him here. Richard, welcome to the pod. Thank you. It's happy to be here. Girls 5 Eva forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously so stoked to have you here, man. Richie, you've had such a cool career that's literally taken you all over the world. Yeah. Tell me what is one of the like wildest theater stories that you've gotten from life on the road. Well, you know, I one time on the Urinetown tour that you mentioned, uh -huh. and credit to the presenters in Birmingham, Alabama, but after the opening number, you know, it's a big full chorus crescendo and everybody's singing all their big money notes. And we had uh, tap shoes. The officers had tap shoes put into their shoes, uh -huh. not because we were tapping, but so it looked, sounded cool when we were walking on the metal grates kind of thing. Yeah. We hit our big money note and nobody applauded. <laughs> God. They absolutely hated it. It was it was dead no. silence, and all you could hear was our little taps moving across the stage. You know, just it was the the loneliest the loneliest sound of taps moving across the stage in silence. So something uh, really fascinating about your career has also been working alongside celebrity. It's like like kind of a weird thing about show business in general. On the Sweet Charity Tour, you worked with Molly Ringwald. You did a Shakespeare in the Park with Rosario Dawson, right? And Oscar Isaac, I played his dad in that production. Oh, okay, yeah. amazing. And then right before the pandemic, you were working with Joey Pants. Yeah. So w what is that like? Does that does that affect the work at all in a negative or positive way? Uh, well, there's no there's no doubt. We're all just human beings. So there's no yeah. way you can't be starstruck. You know, like I mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I love mm -hmm. Joey Pants because I'm I'm from the generation who was like a teenager when Goonies came out. Oh you my know, god, yeah. he was in the Goonies, you know, like he's yeah. the Matrix. Like he's been in so many movies that I love. Memento, you know. Oh my god, so obsessed with first Memento. rehearsal, I was like, oh my god, Joey Pants sitting right next to me, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're doing scenes together. Like th this is exciting. Um yeah. he bought one of those uh industrial massagers that looks like a drill gun, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. he was like, You gotta try this out. And he's doing it in my back and he's like drilling me. And I started videoing <laughs> it. And it, it's like Joey Pants is killing me with a chainsaw, you know? <laughs> it was the highlight of the whole experience. I still have That's that incredible. video. Yeah. Well, our listeners can follow you on TikTok or Instagram using the handle at Richard Henry NYC. Folks in the New York area can catch you in Irish Rep's production of The Streets of New York running now through the end of January. Uh, Richie, such a pleasure to have you on the show, pal. A joy. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Excellent. With that, I'm going to explain how this works. Here's the deal. Our four players will improvise their way through a fantasy-style role-playing game of my making. After we record, we add sound effects. Underscoring. Full-fledged musical numbers. And special guest voices. Oh my goodness, hello. It's so good to be Thank here. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, it's, it's so exciting Thank you, Michael. I so appreciate oh. it. Thank it's you. Thank you. Very it's nice. Nice. Girls Thank five you. forever. And boom, there you have an episode. Sound good? Sounds great. Always does. Hell yeah. I'm starting to be convinced. Great. Then let's play Mythic Thunderloot. on Mythic Thunderloot. After seeing a column of smoke coming from South Taliashire rock band Mythic Thunderloot and their companions 
race toward Roscoe and Pugface's homes, but not before making a plan with Mayor Wimsley to push the attacking Northerners toward the Meadows. Once south, the band finds the city in an all-out battle. The party detains some of the fighters while Pugface uses her newly acquired fire-resistant armor to save Roscoe's parents from their burning home. Jocasta, Edgar, and Sir Aiden save Schneider, Pugface's boss, while Herman, Roscoe, and Pugface come upon a mob of people attacking Rikio, Pugface's dad. The party fights valiantly, but after three waves of attacks and many healing spells from Jocasta, Rikio is impaled by a broadsword. He says goodbye to Pugface before passing, and Autumn makes arrangements with their local lord to see that he's buried in Borstead Square. Autumn gives Jocasta the ability to speak any tongue, and Herman helps the group realize that a relative of Jocasta's may be the key in the final battle. Suddenly, Giovanni Chubb appears at the door and asks his brother Roscoe for a favor. Ooh. We begin. Standing in Pugface's living room is Giovanni Chubb, proprietor of Chubb's Olive Oil Emporium, who basically looks like a slightly larger, slightly older version of Roscoe. He's just about to ask for a favor when he takes in Pugface again. Hey, Pugface, it's been a while. <laughs> How you doing, kid? This is disgusting. Hey, Gio, what's up? How are you? Everything okay? I'm a little down. My dad. My dad died today. Oh my God. Yeah, so maybe you should like leave her alone. No, 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 He's, you can stay, you can stay. I'm so sorry, kiddo, that's horrible. It's been rough. I'm, I'm happy to see you though, you look, you look great. No, he doesn't. He looks terrible. Look at oh, him. You look great too. He's got a bald spot now. I'm so, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Are you, are you Giovanni? I am indeed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I just wanted to say, Edgar Hawke. Oh, wow. Why are you introducing yourself to him? I've just heard about him and I've enjoyed his olive oil. When have you had his olive oil? It's so nice to meet him. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. No, this is not nice to meet him. All right, look. So Roscoe takes a bottle of wine that's still on the table. I got to step outside real quick, everybody. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to get... Wait, 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 wait. Roscoe, buddy, I'm here to see you. Look, I don't know if you know, Roscoe, but... uh. Mom and dad's house got burned down by Stevie the fucking deuce. What do you mean, dude? I know. We were there. Well, I I mean, I, I jumped in there and I I, I grabbed oh them. Oh, my God. No shit. Pug face. Wow. You've been working out, kid. Uh, yeah. No. Not, no, I'm not lifting any weights right now. But Yeah, she's like fire resistant. Oh, damn. Have you heard? Now you do. I wish you were Giovanni resistant right now, to be completely honest with you. So let's get this over with, Giovanni. What do you want? I told mom and dad that I'd help him find new accommodations. Oh. Even if just for a little while, but... Uh, yeah, where they staying? Well, they're staying in my place for the night, but I gotta get them the fuck out of there. Where would you like them to stay, Giovanni? I don't know. Oh, you we don't gotta know. Find we gotta, the we place. gotta find the place. Uh, can you help me out, Roski? Yeah, mom and dad can stay at my place, okay? How's that sound? Oh, what? They're just gonna live at your place forever? No, not forever, but they can live there for now. I don't have time to go look for an apartment for them. We're saving the world, Giovanni. Jeez, just... Why don't you help them out? I am helping them out. I just need you to help me tomorrow morning. Help them find a place, please. Please, look, look, I'll do something nice for you in return, I promise. And I can handle all the financials. I just don't want to deal with this shit on my own. Why do I have to find them a place? They're adults. They know what the hell they're doing. They can't they find a place? They're scared right now, Roski. They just survived the fire. All right, Giovanni, listen. I'll go ahead and I'll help mom and dad look for a place. And if I run out of time, they can stay with us. I'm going to go get my stuff. Just don't worry about your stuff. Edgar, you're staying right there. Well, look, like I said. They're crashing in my place tonight, so I figured I'd make them a nice bolognese or something, you know? Your bolognese sucks. Don't kill them. We want them to stay alive. Hey, 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 lay off the bolognese. So, uh, 
I'll come and get you in the morning. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. All right, good. And I swear I'll do something nice for you in return. Bugface! Good to see you, huh? Good to see you, too. You can do something nice for me, too. Well, you this know. makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> you know, maybe uh, maybe when you're feeling up to it, you can come by the olive oil store and I can show you how we uh, stock the shelves, you know? You wanted to come stock shelves? Yeah. I would I would love that. He winks at Pugface and is then gone. It's oh very impressive. No, he's... He really is. He's so nice. He's it's the nicest. Yes. I have to say, I'm a bit charmed by him okay. myself. Okay, uh, uh, so Roscoe just takes his bag, a bottle of wine, goes outside, rolls himself a joint. Roscoe, you find yourself right next to Sir Aiden, who you placed in charge of watching the house. Oh, hello, my friend. Hey, Aiden, how's it going? Can I have a drag of that? Uh, yeah, sure. So I hand it to him. Just don't just be puff, puff, pass. Don't, you know, I'm going to be too generous with it. Meanwhile, inside, Autumn turns to the group and says, Pugface, could I just talk to you very quickly? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and Autumn steps back into the kitchen for a little privacy. Jocasta heads to where she thinks maybe the rooms are. Great. Jocasta rests for the night. Edgar, what do you do? Oh, I go pack my stuff up at Roscoe's and just like sleep on the couch. As you cross the street, you see the red fog is still there, so it's a little hard to navigate, and you see Roscoe and Sir Aiden sipping wine and smoking a J at the side of Pugface's house. Might have have a drag of that? Yeah, sure, everybody can smoke my weed tonight. Why not? <laughs> is it Roscoe? Look, I'm sorry. I just, Giovanni is, he gets stuck in my crawl. You're far more interesting than Giovanni. Oh, apparently not. Everybody loved him tonight. Look at how great he is. He's so nice. We're not in a band with Giovanni, are we? And he didn't help save Edenia from the Elven Pantheon like you did, my friend. No, he, he didn't. I'm going to go pack my stuff. I, I appreciate the hospitality over these, you know. Yeah. Good night, old friend. Good night. Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Autumn says... Do you plan on staying here for a bit, or, or are you going to keep adventuring with your friends? Oh, we got to keep adventuring. I understand, sweetheart. It's what your father would want. I know it. I think so, too. I love you, sweetheart. I love you, too. I, I know it's it's not been. I know. She kisses you on the top of the head, and she retires to her room. I think I'm going to grab a glass of wine and then just go to bed. Great. Meanwhile, outside, Sir Aiden turns to Roscoe and says, Well, shall we retire, my friend? Uh, yeah, yeah, you go ahead. I'll, I'll be right behind you. All right. And Sir Aiden goes into Pugface's house. So I'd like to take that box out of my bag. So I finish up, uh, I finish the bottle of wine, and I go inside, and uh, I just see his, hey, uh, hey, Herman? Yes. Uh, could you read what the front of this box here says? Of course. Oh, yes, the, the box from the Cave of the Forgotten. I yes. know where it's from. Just please read it. It was doing that for the listener's benefit. It says, <laughs> Gaze upon the letters below and rearrange to ones you know. Speak the words in any tongue, and then the prize is finally won. And then carved below, it says the words, Herb, money, swig. Does that make any sense to you? Do you think you could figure any of that out? or We don't have any other clues or really anything else to go on, yes? I mean, look, bud, I, I can't read. Off the top of my head, nothing's... Nothing's coming to me. I'm, I'm so sorry, my friend. Uh, that's okay. You did, you did good, Herman. Maybe we'll have some clarity in the morning. Herman retires for the night. Roscoe, do you end up going to bed, or are you just going to stay up tonight? Yeah, I mean, I'll go to bed, but I'm pretty drunk. You pass out in the chair, and for the fourth night in a row, you dream you are surrounded by herb smoke. Ugh. The same elderly halfling emerges once more and stares at you. Oh, come on! Do I need to spell it out for you? Uh, yeah. 
Where is my? Only one word left to go. Where is my? Okay, what's the last word? To open the box, you must open your mind. And he places his finger upon your forehead, and you jolt awake in a cold sweat. <gasps> it is morning. Oh, God, I gotta stop drinking that much before I go to bed. <laughs> is anybody else up? Uh, yeah, everyone is now awake and filing into the kitchen. Hey, good morning. Good morning. That's where you were. Good morning, Roscoe. Roscoe, did you fall asleep on top of this box? Yeah, actually, Chocasa, could you do me a, a big favor? What's that? Could you see if you could figure out the front of that box? It says... No, uh, no, no, I know what it says. It's just like, do you, do you maybe know... I've got some ideas already. Let's see. Uh, wham, wham, If only wham, there were some wham, clues wham, you've been getting, wham, Herb Money Swig wham, could rearrange to a lot of different words. Uh, I, honestly, I haven't told any of you about this because I really wanted to figure it out for myself, but, uh, the last few nights I've had this dream, this old halfling, oh. and he was talking to me, and uh, I gotta be completely honest with you, he said, uh, where is mine? You know the word bong is in here? Where is my bong? As soon as you speak those words, the four sides of the small metal box fold open to reveal a tall, translucent green water pipe loaded with a mysterious purple herb. As the box unfurls, it whispers, Behold the I don't know about any of use, but uh, I know exactly what to do with this. Is there a lighter? There's a book of matches. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, smoke it up. You take a hit of the pipe and feel your senses come alive. Whoa! Gain plus three to your dexterity and gain advantage on attack rolls for the next hour. Oh, yes! The herb is magically restored. What happens if my dexterity is already technically maxed out? Then you can add that to your strength. I gotta tell you, I feel like I just went to the gym three days in a row. Oh, wow. Can I give it a try? Yeah, go ahead. Kerman takes a giant rip of the bong and immediately projectile vomit. Oh, I don't feel so good. Oh, sorry, Herman. Sir Aiden emerges from the bedroom and says, Well, my friends, I'm afraid I must be off. I have a K-Ren to send to our sovereign and must be in North Point in just two days' time. You're leaving us. Yes, I'm so sorry to rush, but I must give a keynote speech at the graduation ceremony for the Sir Aiden Brock Private Grammar School and Military Academy for Children in just 53 <laughs> hours. Wow, that sounds really big and important, Aiden, so have a great time. Thank you for all your help. Yes, I shall find the nearest K-Ren outpost, and I can inform King Cyrus that that the dragon gods have indeed agreed to protect us from the elven pantheon. Well done, team. That, yeah, well done to you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much for everything. Have a great day. Oh, and by the way, I suppose congratulations are in order. To? To you all. Well, you've just completed King Cyrus's quest, which means that your recording contract with Borstead Gemstones is now guaranteed. <laughs> and you shall be the closing performance at the Founders Day Bicentennial in just eight days. Oh. <laughs> Edgar hugs the closest person to him. It's Herman. It's Herman. Herman! Oh, I forgot! Oh. We did it. We did. We certainly did, Herman. Well-deserved mythic thunderlute. Fame and fortune awaits. Sir Aiden smiles, bows, and leaves. You know, I gotta be honest, why does, why, why does everything, everything's so little time? Like, we have four days to do this, two days to do this, we eight days until this concert? How are we gonna get ready for that? It's how our world works. It's how it all works. We just have to keep moving forward, right? You know, we gotta get your parents moved into your place, we gotta go see my mama, because she is the key to saving the world. Wait, did I agree to do that? 
At this moment, there is a knock at the door. So I'll go and answer that. Puckface goes to the door and answers the door. You answer the door and you reveal Giovanni Chubb once more. Oh. Hey. Oh. Gio, what's up? Boy, I was I was not expecting you. <sighs> Come on in. All right, we gotta go get mom and dad right, Giovanni. We gotta go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's the plan, Rusky? You ready to go house hunting? Yep. Well, I believe we're all set to go to Stormwood, yes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I'll meet you. I'll meet you there. Don't worry. All right. Let, just let me know when you think you're close. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah, because the thing is, my mom has her field protected. You know what I mean? Yep. And if you walk past it, you something bad might happen to you. Oh, that's fine. It can't be any worse than spending the day with my brother. <laughs> and with that, Giovanni and Roscoe leave. Shall we to Stormwood then? I think so. We've got an album to write. Definitely. You all gather your things and leave Pugface's abode. Meanwhile, Giovanni and Roscoe walk onto the streets of South Taliashire. The fog has now cleared, and you can see locals cleaning up detritus. Some homes have been ransacked. Some villagers cart corpses toward the city square, all while others look around in a daze, still reeling from the battle. Oh, look at this shit. This ain't gonna be easy. No. I would say so. By the way, I gotta ask, where'd you get the necklace? What? Roscoe, you realize that you've been wearing the necklace of Octoctune since performing in Vertrania. Oh, yeah, this is an old piece of Edgar's that we, we kind of won back, and I just decided I would keep it for him. Oh, yeah. No, 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 I, I like it. I saw it, and I was actually kind of like, damn, I didn't think my brother was that cool, you know? Yeah, I know. Suddenly, a cellar door flies loudly open down the street. Roscoe, you and your brother see the head of a dwarf whom you recognize as Naharen Schneider, Master Taylor and Pugface's boss. Yeah, hey, Naharen, what's up? As you walk down the street towards Schneider, you notice multiple signs on doors that read, Gone Down the Shore. <laughs> and once you arrive at the cellar entrance, Schneider speaks cautiously. Oh, have they gone? It is the battle over. Yeah, it is. What, what, what do you want? Oh, good. Um, actually, could you just um come down here for a moment? And Schneider rushes back down the stairs to his cellar, clearly traumatized from the fighting. Giovanni, you coming? Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Come on. You guys descend the stairs and down in Schneider's dank cellar, which smells like herb smoke, you see towering shelves of beautiful fabrics, jars and jars of pickled eggs and vegetables, and a small table set up for him to sew. Take a seat. I've lived down here on Cobbler Street for many a year. I had a lot of late nights filled with laughter and beer. But the thing I didn't realize I needed to fear were my neighbors up north who now shat on my cheer. So I started to move all the things I hold dear. Deep down in this cellar, once the coast was all clear. But then, like a godsend, you to appear, so would you mind barricading me forever down here? That sounds like a terrible idea. Why would you want to do that? What the what fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I, I, I can't be vulnerable if the northerners come back. I clearly have no way of protecting myself. You're gonna be okay. They've gone another way. The northerners got other places to stay. So go back up the stairs, you've got a world up there. And sell a life ain't what you asked for in your prayers. You can't believe the horror. I've just survived the war. So maybe take a breather down the shore. Ooh, take in an ocean view. Ooh, 
sounds lovely, but how am I going to afford that? I don't know. That's not my job to figure out. I could give you like ten gold pieces or something. Would that make you feel better? I don't want your charity. I'm just... You know I'm thinking, brother, since our folks need a space. Uh-huh. That we look down the shore for them. Hey, easy there, Ace. What? It's too bougie, Giovanni. They need a simpler place. Well, kind of like this one. Oh, what? Yeah, shut up at your face. What if Schneider moves down the shore and we uh, move him into his house? Oh, yeah, I guess. Schneider, would that be okay with you? How many times I gotta say that I can't afford it? So head on out my cellar door and then kindly board it. Hey, you can buy a place down there if you had the dough. I'll give you double for this dump so that you can go. How's about uh, 1,500 Gelder for this place? Fifty done, but Mr. Chubb, I, I, I don't know what to say. I'll tell you what to say. Say, sir, you made my day. Then get you some movers and go on your way. And while you're at it, Schneid, please let me be your guide until you live where you do not need to hide. I'm liking what's in store. Know where I'm headed for. I think he's headed down the shore. Actually, expect you to uh, ever do anything good there, brother. But you, uh, you impressed me. I gotta say. I gotta say, you really connected the dots yourself, there, brother. I'm proud of you. Remember this. Remember this day. Well, uh, I- I'll go let mom and dad know. Oh, jeez, I-, I, I promised I'd do something for you. Y- y- you need anything from me? What were you thinking? Well, uh, here's some free advice. Your bag fucking stinks. Clean it out, would you? That's what you're gonna give me? You're gonna give me some free advice? I'm just saying, it's been bugging me since I saw you. I, I don't care if it's been know. bugging you. What, what, what? You think your fucking bandmates are gonna like it that your bag stinks okay, all Okay, this has been great. I'll see you later. Have fun. Say hi to mom and dad for me. All right. Don't say I never did nothing for you. You miserable fucker. I love you, brother. Yeah, I love you too, Giovanni. And Giovanni leaves up the cellar stairs. Roscoe, you do notice a bit of a stench coming from... From your bag now that Gio has mentioned it. Yeah, I'll look in the bag. Upon further inspection, you find the moldy, weak old Italian hoagies that you made in the first episode. <laughs> oh God. How did I forget about these? Yeah. Why right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna dump them out. <laughs> asking people for food. <laughs> I had no idea I had sandwiches. Wow, you know that reminds me. I should probably hit the deli before I, and that's what I'm gonna do. I stop. Great. I make fresh sandwiches. And you head to Stormwood. Meanwhile, the rest of you exit Pugface's home in find that the red fog of Mares has lifted. 
Shall we away? I suppose so. Yeah, let's go. Definitely. You mount your respective steeds. Herman climbs on the back of Smelly as usual, and you head south toward the Storm Bridge. After a couple of miles, you come upon the dig site of the Talia Shire Mines. Jocasta, last time you passed through this way, on your way to deliver herb to South Talia Shire a week ago, the dig had not yet begun. But now, a massive hole 30 feet wide and 30 feet deep lays in the middle of a large field. At the bottom of the hole is a layer of stone which has clearly been chipped away. Currently, the dig site is completely abandoned. Oh, wow. Oh, dear. They really made a dent in this, didn't they? Yes, with no one around. The end of the dig or the eye of the storm? I hope they stop. I mean, if they stopped, that would help us a lot with this whole saving the world situation. It sure would, but remember, too, before he shot Pasco, Officer Gourd said that he suspected the dig foreman had been killed by a northerner. Oh, jeez. It seems Rikyo replaced him pretty quickly. Yes, he did say that, but, like... We need to go talk to my mama because she's the key to saving everybody. We press forward to Stormwood, yes. Then let's go. You continue south along the rocky river and before long, come to the Storm Bridge. You head across and immediately enter the vibrant forest known as Stormwood. Filled with ferns, brush, and gnarly trees, this ecosystem is positively brimming with life. Your steeds gallop through, and you soon arrive at the premises of the cozy little house nestled between two trees, which Jocasta calls home. Okay. This is where you live? This is beautiful. Thank you. Um, you might want to, like, hold my hand. Here, Here's the thing. We're always trying to keep people from stealing my mom's crop. So, like, I've got this little necklace, um, and it's got, like, a charm on it so that I can cross the threshold here. Oh, sure. Without getting electrocuted. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. You cross the threshold, and before you, you see the home. There is a small path leading to the front door, which is flanked by two fenced-in areas. Jocasta, last time you were here, they were filled with your mother's herb plants, but now you find the fields totally bare. <gasps> does it look like she harvested everything, or does it look like it was all lost because of the fog? It's actually a little hard to decipher right now. Oh, boy. Either my mama's going to be like, phew, <laughs> right in time, or she's going to be like, shit. I'm excited no matter what. I th This woman sounds like an absolute legend. I can't wait to meet your mother. Are there any, like, flowers around on the ground at all? Edgar, you can maybe find some, like, flowers growing, like, not near the premises of the fenced-in area. Okay, so I picked a few wildflowers off the ground and make, like, a makeshift crappy little bouquet. Love it. Sort of licks his hand and, like, flattens his hair out a little bit. <laughs> never seen you like this. This is... What a treat. I have mixed feelings about witnessing this. <laughs> Jocasta goes to the door, opens the door, and calls out, Mama! Within, you see Minerva run down the stairs with a J in her hand. She is a human with no bear-like qualities, and behind her sits mounds and mounds of freshly harvested herb. As soon as she sees you, Jocasta, she runs towards you. Ciao, ciao! Oh, oh Mama, I'm so glad. I was so worried that you wouldn't get worried about the crops and stuff, so that's great. Jocasta, your mama wraps you in her arms and squeezes you tight. I'm just so glad you're okay, baby. Oh, mama, I, I, you would not believe the things that I have seen and done, and th it, there is so much, there isn't even, like, time. So let me just start by introducing you to some people, okay? Introduce us, introduce us. Yeah, this is my friend Pugface. Hi, Pugface. I have been waiting to meet you. You, you're just, you're fantastic. I'm, I'm a big fan. You're positively glowing. I can tell you got something special in you, sweetheart. 
And maybe everyone doesn't see it all the time, but just know that I see it right now and I think you're remarkable. Oh, now I'm crying. Now I'm crying. That, that, that was nice. Oh, this is Herman. He's um, he's a, like a monk, but also he's sort of our roadie. Oh, how fun is that? Hi there. An absolute pleasure. And Herman weirdly genuflects in front of her. Oh, well, that's unnecessary. Very nice to meet you. And then, um, I don't, I'm, well, I... Edgar fucking Hawk. Hello, Minerva, my darling. You're still alive? Yes, well, here I am. Oh, my gosh. Did I ever tell you how I know this man, sweetheart? Uh, no, no, you never did mention, but tell us. Well, you know, about 30 years ago, when I was just a young slip of thing, <laughs> my parents promised me to the wealthiest man in all of North Point, Aiden Brock. Yeah, I know, I met him too. That was uh, special. You met Aiden? Oh, yes. He was a fine man. Yeah, he's decent. But um, before we got hitched, a vagabond named Eddie the Bard came through town. Remember Eddie? Like it was yesterday. <laughs> he was busking for change in the North Point City Square, but I was like, um, excuse me, uh, weren't you like the lead singer of Elf Mother? I recognized him right away. Yes, you did. <laughs> so yeah, I left Aiden at the altar to become a groupie. I got other people to join me, and I, I launched Eddie's solo career. Oh, wow. Owe it all to her. <laughs> well, honey, Eddie, there's something I never told you. The reason I left wasn't because I gave up on your career. Oh, who was it? Do you remember Elias, the nice, handsome, strong young man who always did your Mac checks? Yes, I remember Elias. Well, that's Joe Costa's father. <gasps> the mic guy. Oh. We fell in love through the love of your music, Eddie, and... Lovely. She chose the mic guy. And one day, the very day we were going to start the Battlefront tour in Piedmont, a, a grizzly bear tried to attack little Jojo. Oh. Awful. I know. And I fought it off. I killed it with my knife. And that's when it shifted. Suddenly, it wasn't a bear anymore, but my lover, Elias. Why was he a bear? He was a shifter from the highlands, the area north of Edenia. Yeah, that's why I'm part bear. I was so ashamed by what I'd done, I, I moved here to the forest so Joe and I could live in isolation. And it's haunted me to this very day. And she takes a long drag of her J and burns through the rest of it. <laughs> well, I picture these flowers. Oh, thank you so much. Here, let me get some water for them. And actually, are y'all hungry? And as soon as she says the word hungry, you hear a knock at a tree oh. just down at the end of your fence that you recognize, Jojo. That's um, probably Roscoe. I'll go get him. Joe Costa, you go outside. You see Roscoe and Tutoroso. I'm coming! And she just, like, runs out to him. And it's like, okay, you're going to lead the horse in with one hand, but you got to hold my hand with the other. Okay. You reach across and grab Jojo, who guides you through the force field. Come on in. You go back inside. Minerva lights up and says, Oh, hello, Mr. Roscoe. Hey, Minerva, how are you? I was just saying, I'm sure y'all are starving, and I've just made a stew. Oh, you have no idea. Well, actually, maybe you do. Yeah, I'm pretty hungry. I could go for some stew. I ate the three sandwiches that I packed on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. You all settle down at the kitchen table as Minerva ladles out heaping bowls of freshly made stew. 
She continues, I gotta say, y'all, this been one heck of a week. Four days ago, I got a K-Ren from King Cyrus telling me to harvest all my herb and that my daughter's on a quest to save humanity. Uh, boy, I tell you, I had my farmhands harvesting those crops faster than shit off a shiny shovel. Jesus. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's quick. It's almost instantaneous. Speaking of saving the world, um, so we were told a prophecy oh. where one of us would was related to somebody who is key to this whole saving the world situation. Oh, my. You wouldn't happen to have any living siblings or parents Gosh. or children that you had no idea that you had or maybe you knew you had, but you didn't tell me because you were embarrassed or something. Oh, well, honey, aside from you, all my family's dead and... Uh, and, and, you know, Elias is dead, too, obviously. Okay, well, did Daddy ever tell you about anybody he's related to? Did Elias ever mention... Oh, wait! Of course! Bo! Bo? Bo? Bo who? Bo, who's Bo? His brother, Bo! Oh, he used to tell me a story about him. Okay, go ahead, Mama. Take the stage. Well, quite a tale it was. Elias and Bo were brothers, you know, and where your daddy went, Bo would go inseparable as a pair of boys could be. But then one day when they were outside, little Bo fell in his dream and cried when he was transformed into a babbling beast. It seems Bo got so mad, he mutated it, got so bad, he sprouted these horns and howled like his skin was on fire. There he is speaking in gibberish Can't remember who his brother is And that's when your daddy knew The situation was dire So he sat your grand and grampy down And said I gotta head on into town Cause I love him like no other I'ma save my brother Popo could only say Whoa, whoa, said, kids, you're right, your brother ain't well. She said, somewhere inside is his soul, fighting to get back in control, and we might find a way, but I can't foretell. The lies learned that the mystic thoughtful got so upset that he forgot who he really was, he even forgot his name. Mystic said Elias must remind Bo who he was So that he'd finally shift back to himself From the battle beast he became And so Elias did as he bowed And he said his brother's name aloud Which sure is no falls in Zodember I just can't remember But Bo said oh, 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 oh. Look on the trench of all the the wild became not only suddenly mild but a human again and the brothers did embrace Elias said don't do that again Bo Bo said if I can I won't still again it sadly would take place so whenever Bo got perturbed or if he got upset or disturbed then he shifts back into a scary violent beast 
But Elias now knew how to turn Bo back To the brother that he knew from way, way back Until Elias left to find a way To see the curse was released So now if Bo got mad again Who would be there to speak his full name then? Wait, I feel it coming on His name is Bo Crap, I thought I remembered but I guess I didn't Sorry y'all but that's what you must do, Jojo. Find your anguished Uncle Bo. If a beast that you must tame, speak out loud his truthful name. And once restored to his human frame, tell him who you are and why you came. Do you know Daddy's last name by any chance? He never told me. I, I don't even know if they have last names in the Highlands, to be honest with you. Well, I guess we'll just go ask for Bo. Go find Bo. Oh. What's up, honey? I almost forgot, Mama. I left my bag in a cave full of dragons. I need a new bag. I need new stuff. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. And she quickly runs up to her room and comes back down. She has a brand new oversized bag for you. Load it up with whatever you need, honey. Thank you. It kills me that she is completely unshifted by a cave full of dragons. <laughs> um... <laughs> Joe Costa just starts filling the bag with, like, all sorts of random shit. May I ask a question? Do you have to? I would like to. I just... I thought that the rampart was built for the sole purpose of keeping Edenians from traveling north. All right, do you have a better idea? Well, I mean, it was really built to keep us safe from them, but... I know that the Baron of Battlefront does grant permission for people to pass through sometimes. Apparently, he's a pretty nice guy. I mean, we are on a mission to save the world, and King Cyrus wants us to save the world, so we could probably drop some names and get through. Well, the Baron's Tower and the gateway through the rampart into the Highlands both lie in my old hometown of North Point. Let me look up the map, actually, on Mythic Thunderloot's Instagram, which you can follow <laughs> at Mythic Thunderloot on Instagram. <laughs> oh, look, North Point is up there. Yeah, we, uh... Oh, we should get going. Yeah, we get, let's get the hell out of here. Y'all, travel safe. Thank you, Mama. Thank you for your hospitality. So very good to see you again. Thanks for the stew. You leave Jocasta and Minerva's place and remount your steeds. Herman says, No, the most direct route, I think, is going to be straight through the meadows rather than looping all the way back to Taliashire again, yes? Please, I do not want to go back to Taliashire. Okay, just everybody hold hands as best you can and we'll just uh, walk through the forest field here. All right, you pass through the forest field and set off toward the meadows. Jocasta, as you gallop through Stormwood, you take in the beauty of the forest with a newfound appreciation after a full week away from its comforts. Before long, you emerge from the forest and enter the meadows. North to North Point. Yes, Herman. You race full tilt toward the province of Battlefront, but soon come upon a gathering of hundreds congregated in the middle of the meadows. You recognize some of the North Taliashirans you had sent in this direction during the battle, along with the one-hit wonder bands you freed from the Cave of the Forgotten. They quiet as Mayor Wimsley mounts a boulder before them to speak. You realize this is the rendezvous that you helped orchestrate. Oh, hey. I mean, I'd like to get closer just in case he needs help or something. Maybe we duck behind the crowds so we are unnoticed? Yeah, good idea, Herman. So you guys sort of sneak up on the back of this crowd as Mayor Wimsley begins to speak. Friends, Edenians, 
obscure rock and roll ephemera that happened to make one thing that just really clicked with the general public. Lend me your ears. <laughs> I come to bring our people together and not divide us further. North Talia Shirens, you have targeted the wrong enemy. The South is not your foe. They were only doing what they felt they needed to survive. Who put them in that position to begin with? Who sanctioned, nay, demanded the digging of the Taliashire mines? The aristocracy, King Cyrus himself. You hear some grunts of recognition and affirmation from the crowd. The time has come, my loyal friends, for the aristocracy to abend. If they won't stop driving their shovels into the ground, then there's only one hope that truly can be found. On Founders Day, we'll have a way. Until we rise, we shall not sleep In eight days' time, those walls will climb The keeps a rock when it hears our drums Whatever comes A deafening peal of cheers comes from the crowd Wait, what? We need our lands to pull our own But Contact alone. If you strive to serve your fellow man and do your part to save the earth, then there's only one way to show the world your worth. We'll throw a coup. I stand with you. We've been silent for too long. Let's show King Cyrus that he's wrong. Whatever comes. Another peal of cheers, and the crowd begins chanting, You know, we have to kill him. No, we're not killing him. I get the feeling that we just keep going forward and screwing everything up. I really like this message, but this there goes our concert. That's selfish, but yeah, no, that was that no, was. No, no. If there was a way to convince them, maybe to siege Orion's keep the day after Founders Day. Oh. Hello there. And you realize that the people who you are standing behind have noticed you. And now hundreds of onlookers have all turned back to notice you. And Mayor Wimsley says, ah, friends, thank goodness you're here. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, hello. Yeah. Hi. Fuck. Have you all heard what I just said? No, yeah, we all just did. Then you know the plans for Founders Day. Can we count on you to join the fray? Well, do you think maybe we could do it the day after? Are you going for that, huh? All right, great. See what happens. Well, we need the people gathered so that they can join the fight. But you don't know on which side they are going to fight. Right? Right, yes, but once they see we stand for them and could survive the storm, then the people will join in by the swarm. 
your stand You say grab your neighbor by the hand I'm here to see that peace will be restored to the land And just before you lead the flock Say first my friend is Edgar Hawk And me think the loot of Fogel's Rock Valued as your optimism is Seeing well how King Cyrus is That would take a massive metamorphosis Can I jump in? I hear you, Mayor You think we haven't got a prayer Not to mention that we're not in The business of breaching keeps That we've already been caught in But remember these Our greatest strike It is in fact our army's last Once they see the strength in numbers Railing at our sides that the royal family will have no choice but to run and hide. Why? And we shall increase our chance when the town sees us advance. You must decide, come die or Your rock shall wipe out the royal scum! Whatever comes. Sure, sure. And, 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 and you know, that, that, that sounds relatively reasonable, but maybe we do it on I've got something that day. Then how about this, my guileful friends? So we can all achieve our end. When you play your set on Founders Day, you play a new rock anthem to incite the fray. How about it then, my brethren? Make some fun new groupies. Let's do this, guys. Let's galvanize. Mayor. We shall rock it with a plum. Whatever comes. Very good, my friends. We shall meet in Borstead in eight days. Come ready to sing and ready to fight. In the meantime, do what you feel you must. Okay. Thank you, leaders of our revolution. All hail, what is your band name? Mythic Thunderloot. All hail, Mythic Thunderloot. And the crowd cheers once more, begins chanting, Thunderloot, Thunderloot. Thunder I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, uh, I'll take that. You continue north to Battlefront, leaving the large gathering in the distance. The chants of Thunderloot slowly fade into the background. Got you guys. Can you believe we get to play our game? When Daphne came, I'd never conceive. We'd save the woods and and pay and not pollute do you know why we're on this route because, because we rock the you guys are now all heroes Whoa. we shall
should do that soon. Yeah. We'll walk the world with a loot of strong whatever kind. The sun is now setting as you near the border between the meadows and the province of Battlefront. inexplicably is none other than Sindar the Righteous and the band Necromantica. They've got all new instruments. Sindar! Hey! Good. Sindar just kind of smirks at you and they begin to play the opening of Enter Morthal once more. Oh, this is so cool. Oh, what? Is this another battle of the bands? Herman! Do not be disrespectful. Sorry. There is a bright flash of yellow light, and Domino, elf god of music, appears behind them. Oh, oh. These fucking snitches. Hey, everybody. Hi, Domino. And Domino's face falls slack as his eyes fix on Roscoe's neck. You all slowly realize that he has taken notice of the very thing he forbade, the necklace of Octoctune. His eyes fill with fury. What have we here? Has any played out my greatest fear? Domino, look, I can explain. Your accusation is well insane. I promised I'd never use draconic magic again. He squints at you, Edgar, and you feel Domino. Enter your mind. You relive the moment in the sanctuary of Vertrani where you perform the song and Roscoe auto-tunes his voice using the necklace. I forgot he could do that. It seems Eddie's forsaken me. But Edgar never used it. Yeah, it was Roscoe who abused it. Y'all are a band together you stand. January 17th for our mid-season after show, where I'll sit down with the cast and crew and chat about all things Thunderloot. If you'd like to support us in the meantime, leave us an Apple review, post about us on social media, and join our Patreon. Mythic Thunderloot was conceived by Jake Blauk, Michael Doherty, and Steve Gudalunas. Jake Blauk serves as our guitarist and the voice of Edgar Hawk. Lillian Castillo is the voice of Jocasta Stormwood. I'm Michael Darty, the editor and head writer, a.k.a. The Game Maker. Steve Gudalunas is our resident drummer and the voice of Roscoe Chubb. Leah Cotto is the voice of Pugface Doodlop. 
Dan Kazimi does our underscoring, arranging, synth, keyboard, mixing, and mastering. Alex Kuiper is our co-producer and chief story editor. She did the sound effects for this episode. Down the Shore and Whatever Comes were written by Michael Darty and Dan Kazimi. And The Ballad of Bo was written by Jake Blauk, Michael Darty, and Dan Kazimi. The drums for this episode were recorded and tracked at Repercussions South. Our production manager is Molly Foy, social media assistance from Sarah Royds, marketing consultation from Judd Mellinger-Blauk, imaging by Lee Cordeposi and Daniel Kantz, and web design by Campbell O'Hare. And thanks to the entire team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Dory Bernstein, Alan Seals, Beatriz Westby, Katie Rosen, Ayanna Prescott, Kimberly Garris, and Matthew Mucha. A shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, David Bass, Mackenzie Peterson, Bill and Cindy Darty, Alexis Lorenz, and Mike McKeon. Join us on Patreon to get an early glimpse of our mid-season after show. We'll catch you next time on Mythic Thunderloot. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.